Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan and happy Atlanta Dream Game Day. We finally made it to the 2022 regular season. Uh, the Atlanta Dream season opener uh, will be against the Dallas Wings today. And I'm just so happy uh, that we finally made it to the 2022 regular season. Uh, for this episode, I'll be going over 12 things to watch out for uh, in the opening month of May. That includes a slate of eight games, including the opener against the Wings today. That we're, I, I hope we're able to start with a W. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into this. Uh, so number one, uh, Erie McDonald's opportunity to show she is the future at point guard for the Atlanta Dream. Uh, especially after what was experienced last season, this is the number one thing that I'll personally be watching intensely. In a 24-loss season in 2021... To have your third overall pick only play in eight games above 20 minutes is senseless and ludicrous. <laughs> Again, went over this in my player preview for and just in countless Twitter rants, but uh, hoping she has an absolute breakthrough this season, and uh, I believe she is the future at point guard for the Dream. And I'm hoping at minimum to see her average around 23 minutes per game uh, to be able to prove it. Number two, uh, Ryan Howard being able to, to shine like a superstar. Um, I believe Ryan is uh, a true number one pick and a franchise-altering talent and uh, someone that is going to be an eventual Hall of Famer. I'll go ahead and say it. I, I just loved uh, how she played at Kentucky, and I really think it's going uh, to translate into W with just how passionate she is about the, this game and how much work she puts into it. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted her to be given every opportunity, and uh, I think that she'll be relied upon heavily to start the season uh, with Tiffany Hayes out the first few games, and uh, that does lead me to number three, and uh, Tiffany Hayes is still uh, playing overseas currently, so it, it's going to be crucial, uh, the dream being able to tread water while she's gone, and I'm thinking it's going to be around uh, five to six games uh, that she'll miss. So uh, we can't start uh, the season one and five or zero oh and six and uh, be able to think that we'll be able to fight for a playoff spot. I think I, I just think it, it's too competitive the the group of teams this season to uh, be able to to depend on that. And if we are in that position, it kind of negates the purpose of uh, bringing back Tiffany Hayes. Uh, if we're not going to at least try to make the playoffs and everything. So I'm just really hoping uh, that this group can come together and uh, make it so we're, we're still in a, a position to be able to uh, be a competitive team because I, I just really think we have one of the best backcourts once she returns. So we'll have Erica Wheeler, Ari McDonald, Tip, Ryan Howard, and then add in Christy Wallace and... Uh, this is looking like a really fun backcourt that can make some noise. And uh, if the Dream, moving on to number four, um, if the Dream are able to win at least a couple of games in her absence, a player or players will have to step up. And it may lead to an extended opportunity for them as well in, in 2023 and what they show uh, for this period of time. And one name that obviously comes up that I brought up already is a 2018 second round pick, Christy Wallace will finally get an opportunity uh, with her sharpshooting during the preseason to play in the regular season now. Uh, just, yeah, she was drafted uh, right after Monique Billings uh, at 16th overall in 2018. And it's crazy four years later 
that they'll finally be playing together now. And uh, just so happy after um, just exp- experiencing a, a couple major injuries uh, in her senior season at Baylor and then uh, in Australia uh, to finally sh- be able to show that she belongs in this league. So uh, especially in Tip's absence and especially with the dream uh, surprisingly not keeping Caldwell or signing another player to a hardship in Tip's absence didn't happen. Uh, that to me just makes me believe that Coach Wright has a, a lot of faith in uh, what Christy Wallace will be able to do uh, in these it, it most likely extended minutes for her. Uh, but on to number five, uh, the player that I think will step up the most uh, during this first five to six game stretch will be 2020 former uh, ninth overall pick Megan Walker. Uh, I just think in Tip's absence, uh, we'll see Ryan uh, splitting time between the, the three and the two. And with Coffee already like uh, fixed at, as starter at the four position for both preseason games, I just think it will really lead to an opportunity for Megan Walker. Uh, if she can provide similar production to her 22-minute se- uh, preseason debut against the Mystics, where she scored 11 points along with two rebounds and one assist, it would go a long way towards uh, making her a fixture in the lineup, uh, even when Tip returns. I, I just think this is uh, one of the biggest opportunities of her career uh, to be able to make an impact and show uh, that she belongs in this league. And uh, she has the potential. She was one of the, the top recruits in high school, so played phenomenally at Connecticut. Uh, I, I'm just hoping she's able to, to break through uh, to uh, just add another piece to the Dreams lineup. Uh, but on to number six, and uh, just want to briefly touch on chemistry. Uh, one of the things that should help chemistry-wise uh, will be the connection between uh, Erica Wheeler and Nia Coffey um, from the time with their with the Sparks last season, and uh, Ryan and Naz and their time with Team USA, and the the fact that they've been like peanut butter and jelly since the draft. Like their um, friendship has just been so precious and pure, and it's just so fun. Uh, that they'll be able to uh, debut today against the Dallas Wings and how they grow together uh, throughout the season. And uh, going back to Wheeler and Coffee, they're both coming off uh, career highs and points and Coffee in almost every stat category. And they're both hungry to uh, return to the playoffs. Uh, and yeah, to just uh, see a lot of potential there and uh, just helping the, the dream get off and running uh, faster with already having... Uh, that previous time together and uh ryan is the obvious first overall pick naz i I still think is one of the the biggest steals of the WNBA draft and i hope she gets to prove that sooner than later just uh, so excited for uh the potential and uh going off subject but i i just really like uh the potential core of ari mcdonald Naz Hillman and Ryan Howard for the future, and I'm I'm hoping we get these three players for five the plus seasons. Uh, I just really think that uh, the dream can uh, just make a, a big impact on this league, uh, and it, it's just so exciting to think about. Uh, but on to number seven, uh, one of the biggest holes of the dream uh, roster has is. Um, at center uh, with uh, Elizabeth Williams choosing to sign with the Washington Mystics. Uh, with not having a, a true center uh, besides uh, Kia Vaughn, who will be out today and didn't play in either preseason game and just a, a little mini rant uh, before I go over uh, some players that could fill that hole, 
Um, it's a little surprising that we didn't decide to go in another direction in uh, trying to get a, a younger prospect uh, at the, the five and center. Like, especially uh, with her not playing in these preseason games and being out this first game, it, it just... Uh, doesn't rub me the the right way. Like if we had ex extended rosters, as a, as there should be in place where we have at least fifteen players, uh, the twelve year veteran Kia Vaughn definitely has a place. Uh, I'm sure she's a great rost uh, locker room presence and has a lot of insight to provide um, for a, a lot of players that uh, are in their first couple seasons. But just with having the limited roster spots and uh, us trying to build a foundation for the future, I, I would have liked to give that opportunity to another player. But uh, I'm curious to see what she's able to provide, and hopefully she's able to come to the lineup soon. Uh, but for right now, uh, let me go ahead and focus uh, on who we are going to have uh, at center right now, and it's most likely going to fall uh, in the hands of Cheyenne Parker and Monique Billings. And uh, in my player profile and uh, in my projections that I posted on Twitter, um, I gave a lot of praise uh, to both players, and uh, I just think both of them are going to uh, make an impact for the Dream, and they'll need to <laughs> with uh, just this center-by-committee uh, approach that we have. Uh, but a promising thing for Parker, uh, just a, a little refresh, uh, she was out the beginning uh, of the season due to COVID protocols, and then uh left after like a little over 10 games and uh once she got back um uh, after uh revealing that she was going on maternity leave and congr congratulations to her uh on having that baby and now um she's come back and she looks like she's ready to roll uh, in both preseason games uh she had the most minutes of any dream player so that's just extremely promising and with us doing that in the preseason it shows that uh, it looks like she's able to take on a, a full workload and we won't be holding back. Uh, as for Monique Billings, uh, I'm just hoping uh, that she has uh, something similar to the ending of her 2021 season. Uh, in the last 10 games, she averaged 12.6 points and 7.4 rebounds. And just an extremely uh, just hard hustle player. Uh, just excited to see uh, how she contributes uh, across the stat sheet as she was one of the top dream players in steals and blocks as well. So um, even though we're undersized, I just really see a, a lot of potential with uh, Parker and Billings in the lineup and, and what they can provide, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but on to number eight, one of the things that the, the dream did to, to fill the hole inside uh, was uh, draft a Berenice Montpremier. Um, from the Connecticut Sun uh, as the last player to fill the roster. And one of the biggest things I, I was concerned about before this signing was uh, how the Dream were going to be able to, to come up with more rebounds as like even the, the players playing at center and Monique Billings and Cheyenne Parker, uh, they're not known um, for their extensive uh, rebounding. Uh, I'm hoping Billings shows more the offensive rebounding threat uh, that she was last season because she was good in that department, but uh, I don't want to get give uh, every WNBA team multiple opportunities on the other end, and uh, I just think there's a lot of potential with Mom Premier uh, in this lineup. Uh, she didn't get a, a lot of playing time, but 
Um, just going into uh, her per 40 minute stats, because uh, like in her two seasons, like when I said she doesn't get a lot of playing time, uh, she didn't even average nine minutes uh, in either of those seasons. So uh, this is a major opportunity for her. Uh, and uh, so excited for her. But in the her por- per 40 minutes, uh, she was in the, the top percentile. She was in 89 percentile uh, in rebounds last season and the 99 percentile uh, in the 2020 season for uh, the rebounds she was able to get. So uh, I'm hoping uh, with a, a full opportunity, uh, she's going to be able to break out and also offensively too. Like, again... Uh, it's it's really hard uh, to go from being like the the star player from for your college team to going to playing less than ten minutes in the majority of games and everything. So uh, I'm just hoping she was able to get more of a rhythm and feel for how the WNBA works the the past two seasons for the Sun and in Atlanta when she's given this opportunity for more minutes she's just able to to take that ball by the horns. Uh, she almost averaged 17 points her last two seasons at Miami in college, and uh, I think she has a lot to offer, and I, I'm curious to see uh, what she's able to do. And it, it's really fun that she is available uh, in the lineup for this first game. So obviously hasn't gotten a chance to see how our system's going to work and everything. So she's in the same situation as us, as we weren't able to watch the games with them not being televised. But uh, yeah, just super excited to see uh, what she does uh, this season for us, and I, I think it was an excellent signing. Uh, but on to number nine, uh, halftime adjustments. <laughs> I am wanting to see some halftime adjustments uh, this season for the Dream. And, uh, we we struggled in a lot of areas, but just looking at uh, last season, this is just one of the things that stuck out. Uh, the Atlanta Dream only won one game in 2021, and that was a later season in the game against the Indiana Fever. We were 1-18 when trailing at halftime. So um, the ability for Coach Wright to be able to make halftime adjustments and um, to be able to have some depth and rely on our bench to, to keep our star players fresh is going to be essential in being competitive and also not um, having our star players on the bench in crucial moments so uh, that we are in a better opportunity to win. So I, I would just love <laughs> to have... Uh, the, these things in the majority of games so the, the Dream have a, the best chance to win as possible. Uh, on to number 10, uh, another stat that really stuck out to me uh, is uh, how the Dream re- responded to losses and how we're going to respond this season. Uh, the Dream for the entire season never lost just one game before winning. Every single first loss was followed by at least one <laughs> other. And from July 2nd to September 2nd, Atlanta lost 11 straight games. So um, especially with a a younger team where literally half the team has played in two seasons or less. And now uh, with Mom Premier in in the lineup, it may be a a little more than half. Um, It's it's going to be imperative for Coach Wright, along with the rest of the coaching staff and veterans, to um, create an environment that, that doesn't allow players to get swallowed up by Um, despair after a tough loss, Uh, either uh, a nail-biting buzzer beater or just having a game where nothing clicks and uh, we lose by double digits and everything, we're able to bounce back uh, in the next game and put on uh, an A-quality performance to to give us the best opportunity to win. So 
yeah, that, that goes along with uh, the word culture that's been used a lot um, during this offseason and everything, but just uh, creating an environment where uh, the players aren't uptight and uh, they know in any given game, no matter what happens in the previous one, uh, that they have a chance to win. So I, I'm hoping that um, both of these things happen very early in the season where we're able to have a lot more success. Maybe we win uh, the Wings game today after being behind at halftime and then uh, we win the first game after losing this season. That, that would just uh, be good because, <laughs> again, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to go over it because I promised I win, but uh, last season was just really hard. Uh, but on to number 11, and this isn't more towards uh, the Atlanta Dream specifically, but more towards uh, former players uh, getting revenge against the Atlanta Dream this season. So uh, just focusing on the, the month of May and players that will be uh, able to return to Atlanta and uh, play for their new respective teams. Uh, May 11 sticks out with Kennedy Carter returning to Atlanta. And even though she got... Uh, limited minutes with the the Sparks in their season debut. Uh, she is just an electric player, and she is just going to be so motivated uh, to have a, a great showing against the Atlanta Dream and the the Dream's home opener. Uh, so uh, just really excited for that matchup, and then also uh, the Atlanta Dream and the Washington Mystics will play a home and home series on uh, Friday, May twentieth and May twenty fourth. Uh, but the one I'm focused on is uh, the one in Atlanta, the first one on uh, May 20th, uh, where Elizabeth Williams and Tiana Hawkins return. And I just really think it's going to be uh, a different story for both of these players. I think Elizabeth Williams uh, is, gonna, is going to get a really good reception, at least she should, uh, with all that she contributed to the franchise. And uh, just with not having... Uh, a center of her caliber this season. I, I really think we're going to uh, see all the ways that we miss her and how much of an impact she made for this team. And uh, I think it will be really nice having her back and being able to uh, share the good vibes and uh, whatever she's doing with the, the Mystics now. She's also overseas right now, so we'll probably be arriving at the same time as Tip. Uh, but yeah, just super excited for her to make for her return to Atlanta. But uh Going to Tiana Hawkins, it's, it's going to be uh, a complete other side of the coin with uh, last season not going well for her and uh, experiencing uh, being cut for the first time in her career. The Atlanta Dream deciding not to move forward with her. And looking back, I, I see why we did it and everything, just with the cap space and uh, wanting to bring in a, as many young players as possible. But as with so many players, just last season was not fair and how the, the players were treated and everything and how uh, the season went. But uh, I, I'm just really hoping she carries on the momentum uh, from winning the, the AU tournament over the winter and uh, she's able to, to have a fantastic game being back with the, the Mystics who she was with every season before joining the Dream. So uh, she got off to a, a pretty good start uh, yesterday against the Indiana Fever and uh, I hope she continues... Um, having that progress and just gets to um, have that uh, uh, payback game against the Atlanta Dream. Uh, but on to uh, number 12, and I went over this um, briefly before, uh, 
but the Atlanta Dream cannot afford uh, any long losing streaks to be able to um, fight for the playoffs. So what I'm hoping for uh, in every month uh, is the Dream are able to be 500. Um, I have them finishing 17 and 19, which would have been good enough to make the playoffs in every season since 2016. Uh, but it, I just think we want to be at 500 whatever month we can get. Uh, I understand we're going to probably have like a, a losing streak and everything, and we'll need to make up for it and having uh, a close to just as long winning streak. Uh, but I'm going to just, again, always be shooting for um, 500. So um, the home games we have uh, in the month of May uh, are against the Sparks, Aces, Mystics, and Liberty. And the road games are against the Wings, the Fever twice, and the Mystics. So um, the four games I'll pick <laughs> that I'm hoping uh, the Atlanta Dream will win. Uh, I'll go ahead and at home uh, pick the New York Liberty. Uh, I think the Sparks, Aces, and Mystics are all tough matchups. So I'm going to have us going 1-3 and three at home, but 3-1 and one on the road. I have us hopefully winning the, the game against the Wings today. And then uh, the Fever twice. And then, uh, again, like the, the Mystics are my preseason um, title pick. I, I just think they're an extremely tough matchup for us and for any team. And uh, I don't have us winning either of those games. But if all goes according to this plan, uh, the Dream will be 4-4 four and four, uh, at the end of the month of May. Uh, but that's what I have. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'll be back on May 11th for a recap of the Dream's opening game against the Wings tonight. And um, I'll have a preview uh, against the, the LA Sparks as well. Um, but a quick prediction for today, though. Um, I believe the Dream beat the Wings in a high-scoring thriller where uh, Ryan begins her legacy with a buzzer beater for the win, 94-93. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, feel free to join in uh, after the game tonight. It should be around an hour after uh, myself and uh, ghost GM uh, will be doing a, a Twitter spaces going over um, our feelings for the game and things that stuck out to us, uh, which will hopefully be a, a dream victory. Uh, but again, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, I'll talk to you later.